Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, grip strength, hand violence, and other things head coach Joey McGuire is into. Also, conference naughty lists and conference players of the week up ahead on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. for joining us once again on Locked On Texas Tech, your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Casey Cowan with the only Chris Level, and today's episode brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use the promo code LOCKED, that's promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more with Upside and Chris, still plenty to digest as we get into on this episode of Locked On Texas Tech. Coming up, some comments from head coach Joey McGuire. We'll touch on some uh, individual efforts from Saturday's win over UT, and of course, get to some broader picture things as well. Uh, but want to get to Big 12 HQ to kick off the episode, and we'll start with what was uh, some great news for the good guys in Red Raiders Trey Wolf and Reggie Pearson Jr. Bringing home some conference accolades for the week. Trey Wolf, a special teams player of the week, the special teams player of the week, and Reggie Pearson Jr., a co-defensive player of the week. And I wouldn't be surprised if you had a chart of like top 10 vote getters or whatever, uh, at least from that defensive perspective. There might have been a few Red Raiders uh, who were on a short list of those showing up on, in that kind of conversation. But congratulations to those two guys among many who gave great individual efforts to propel uh, Tech to the biggest win yet of the McGuire era. Yeah, R- Reggie with that interception w- was certainly big. Then obviously Trey Wolf with those um, those made field goals, especially the, the ones, plural, at the end. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't have guessed that you would have had a defensive player uh, you know, of the week this week, but that's, that's without knowing all the individual stuff from across the league, you know, and, and, and going over that with a fine tooth comb. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought you played really good defense in that second half, man, but it's good to see you kind of get, get an accolade there and in, in, in the form of, of Reggie Pearson, uh, junior and Mr. What is it? Yeah. Honey glazed salmon is his dish of choice. Uh, he's the chef, remember? So really? he's the guy that, yeah, he, he, he's like, he likes to cook. So that's his, uh, that's his thing. His go-to. Um, You're talking Reggie. Yeah, that's right. Reggie Pearson. So yep. directing funerals part-time, arranging meals uh, in his spare. Wow. The guy's honey, multi-talented. Honey glazed salmon. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if Trey Wolf can cook or not, but he can kick these days anyway. So uh, good, 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 good for him. Hey, he was cooking UT, and they were well done at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Chris, really. Reggie Pearson is an easy guy to root for. There are a lot of guys, you might hear me saying that often, there are a lot of guys, thankfully, on this roster in this locker room uh, that I feel that way about. But I felt for Reggie Pearson uh, at North Carolina State, man. He had one of the, the most memorable, unfortunately, uh, plays that he was involved in or stood out in of the game. And according to Coach McGuire, and every reason to believe it, just plain misleading as as Reggie, I guess, thinks a guy has stepped out of bounds or is shortly out of bounds and doesn't want a penalty. And I, I know Coach McGuire talked about that play making Reggie sick and that anybody that's questioning the physicality or the effort or the want to of, of that guy is just not watching what he's done. So I was glad to see him uh, have a big opportunity to, to not only bounce back individually, but but then to be recognized uh, among teammates who really played well, because it's not like it was all hinging on Reggie Pearson uh, as far as the defense having a good day. He was surrounded by some great efforts. So I was happy for him uh, to really be on that list and, and get some shine this week. Yeah, you know, that play you're talking about it was where, where he thought he thought the running back for North Carolina State was going to be out of bounds. But I think he thought really that Demetri Moore was going to hit him first and Demetri Moore kind of pulled up and got hurt that play. And we haven't seen him since. He's going to miss, I think, this next week uh, as well. Or he's questionable, I should say, yeah. against Kansas State, but did not play versus Texas. And yeah, I think Reggie was trying to do the prudent thing and trying to be smart in that, you know, I, I, I don't want to hit a guy out of bounds and I thought my teammate was going to get him, but that it, it's, it's all happened really fast, but yeah, he's, and, and, and what's ironic here is that Trey and Reggie, I believe were at the podium together after the Texas game, when they met with the media as they kind of shuffle 
uh, players in there, but those two were sitting up at the podium together. And then uh, I guess the Big 12 took a snapshot and said, you know what? You, you, you two look uh, good up there together. Let's award you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, Texas Tech has found themselves on an all-conference player of the week list uh, already a few times here early on in the season. But unfortunately, Texas Tech also finds itself on the naughty list. Other news from Big 12 HQ. Chris, we have a reprimand. Does that mean that, like, verbally we're supposed to feel some real guilt? Should I feel ashamed uh, as to what I did on Saturday at Jones Stadium? What's going down with this? Because uh, I hear we're getting slapped on the knuckles with the Big 12 ruler. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to assume this obviously has largely due to the 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 field rush after it's over and i guess a video surfaces of a tech student they believe uh, i know the texas tech police department's looking into this shoving a a texas player in the back and you know unprompted didn't you know and, and i think that again you can't you can't go putting your hands on on people as you know student athlete you know and, and all that stuff but I don't. Uh, I, I guess this is not surprising. This is kind of the way the Big Twelve was operated, uh, you know. And so I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, though. Uh, if, if Texas Tech, you know, because this is back-to-back games where we've had fans rush the field, and I guess there was no incident to speak of versus Houston, so there is no fine or there's no reprimand. I'm not. I'm not real sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. One guy kind of maybe ruins it for everybody, but that's what, you know, and I, and yes, I'm aware that there's a video that was out there. I haven't, I believe it's been deleted that showed uh, a Texas player shoving a, uh, a female, what maybe is a student that was <laughs> filming something and she got shoved in the back pretty hard, but that's what something I, yeah, just the horns down. If her father's listening, it was just okay. the horns down. She was, yeah, filming. that's, that's right. That's <laughs> you right. never know this day and age. Yeah. Uh, and I saw that one. I mean, good grief. First off, Let's move on. Second, uh, they're breaking it down like the friggin' Zapruder film. I'm seeing on Twitter, they're like, well, well, frame by frame, you see that the head is up and back. We got magic loogies, magic bullets. I mean, <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's a good Seinfeld reference right there. To be back honest with you, I don't know left. if that I don't know if that player was pushed into the girl or not. I saw that video. Uh, and yeah, the jack wagon who pushed the the player in the back. Uh, when we catch him, I believe the appropriate uh, response is to execute him at dawn. Maybe on the Longhorn Network, finally draw a raining uh, on that bag <laughs> of turds. Um, I don't know. That's just me. Anyway, field justice, not quite my thing. Here's my question. And by the way, I think it's awesome that we've just rushed the field in back-to-back weeks against in-state top 25 opponents. It's been a lot of fun. That was super cool. Uh, G. Boren services people in yellow jackets. I got an idea. How about instead of providing absolutely no use whatsoever by standing in front of the stands only to then open up when you're bum rushed like everyone knows you will be, how about you form a circle around the players and then you, you know, walk with them to the tunnel? There's enough of you out there to do it and you're not stopping anything standing where you're standing. Is that an idea, Chris? Maybe I could offer up if there actually was some type of tangible effort towards a solution that might provide something because, I mean, I think in most situations, yeah, it's tough to get uh, clear separation between former opponents uh, that are now just people lost in in a melee <laughs> on yeah, the field I mean, as far as the opposition. And I was down there in the middle of it. I, I don't know. I don't know really what you do. I mean, because you can't. If 15,000 people or whatever it is want to get, jump on the field, guess what's happening? I mean, there's really nothing you can do to stop it. So I don't, I don't know if you can, I mean, I don't know what you do. I really don't, you know, and, and unfortunately there's been, you know, there was an incident, what in tech basketball several years ago where, you know, fans kind of ran on the field and that West Virginia uh, player punched a, a tech student. I think it was Bubba Jennings, son. And so, you know, I just, it, wait, wait, wait yeah. are you serious? I've never heard that part. Oh yeah. Go, that was Google, Bubba Jennings son. Google it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Buddy, you don't touch. Yeah. Love his boys, okay? <laughs> that's, that's, or a boy, right. I don't know how many he's got. Right. Yeah, and then the, we got griped out about that from the Big 12, remember? There's another time where they're like, eh, they need Red a Raiders better, deserve to show. Yeah. They need a better plan on getting players off the – But and, do you know I, what I mean? You see the yeah. people in the yellow jackets, and they're standing there just staring at the crowd, and you're like, yeah, we all know what's going to happen here. There's plenty of you. If you're actually going to provide some service, I guess, go stand around the visitors immediately. I mean, I just don't get that at all. I don't know how many times we've seen that. 
Why are you even putting these people there in the first place? There's a lot of questions about those and those mysterious G boring services jacket. How do you get one of those? <laughs> like the neon, you talking about the neon green? Yeah, you I know think, what I'm saying. I think it's like uh, the, the company's called KT Black, maybe. I think it's KT new, Black. Yeah. All I right. We got new. a new company in town because yeah. back in my day, yeah, it was, was G boring. G boring. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we but, need to bring them back. Give them bats wrapping barbed wire or something. I don't know. And, and, you know, maybe by the time you have a next home game, everybody's going to have forgotten about this. But I'm sure that you're going to get some sort of, I don't know, I, not that you're going to look to storm the field if, well, after beating West Virginia, if you're fortunate enough to do that. Or I don't know. You know Oklahoma comes here. I guess Baylor does come here. I can't remember what else. But, uh, yeah, it's going to equal new policy would be my guess. Yeah, it's this guy will run it. But uh, here's that's why I'm offering up. That's why I'm offering up this solution. How about we don't go so far as to run it for all those who weren't doing what that guy was doing and maybe just provide uh, a better barrier between those fans and, and the team? Because you're you're not providing a barrier between those fans and the playing surface. I mean, come on, this is supposed to be like an institution of higher education. We had not figured that out yet. That, that ain't happening. So maybe yeah. try a, a smaller circle. You get in there with some shields like the dudes from uh, uh, Sparta. This is you know and like we really get busy <laughs> trying to defend these guys because are I, you I'm not entertained of, yeah i'm tired of seeing it on the internet to be honest with you i mean we've gone zapruder on this thing <laughs> and it's what i do too if i spent 187 million dollars on sports and lost in lubbock and i'm having to look forward to swimming and diving season so i get that they need to <laughs> occupy their time oh man that, way. That, that was a shot at like winning this the, what is it the, like the sears uh cup or whatever it is every year that Chris, Texas no. wins because they have more sports than everybody else. That would not be a shot at swimming, diving, or Sears, by the way, which I miss here in the LBK. Where else can you get lawnmower and a pair of socks? Just about a 25-foot walk from one another. <laughs> so I wouldn't be taking a shot. I'd just be stating facts if I said that Longhorn fans are having to wait for swimming and diving season because they do they do carry some sweat. Get their money's worth there in the yeah. pool, boys. Uh, good luck to you coming up. Uh, Longhorn Leapers. I think that's what they're called. You see them bombing off of the high dive. All right. Well, anyway, the Big 12 says uh, go to the corner. Think about what you've done, Tech fans. So, yeah, uh, feel free to do that tonight with the cold beverage or, or whatever you got going on uh, at the crib. And uh, I would say maybe next time around, uh, let's not do it because I'm sure this guy is watching, right? And this appeal will be heard by the one that needs to hear it and will change a heart, change a mind here, Chris. I think the behavior will be corrected. If only the sage wisdom of Locked on Texas Tech can reach these kids. <laughs> How do we reach these kids? <laughs> That's a question uh, left to ponder. We're moving away from the Big 12 headquarters uh, home office coming up dead ahead, and we're moving back home to the friendly confines. We're going to hear from head coach Joey McGuire. As Everything he, runs through Lubbock anyways, right? Yeah, we've got to come back here. <laughs> yeah, All roads right. lead back to the 806. Uh, we'll hear from Coach McGuire talking about some outstanding individual efforts upon another watch uh, as far as Texas's OT win over the Longhorns. So that is coming up dead ahead. But right now you should know with every purchase – Cash can be earned back with upside. And I mean, like this moment, let me tell you, cash is going to feel good everywhere, but particularly good, say, at the gas pump. You're probably thinking it could be too good to be true, but it's not. And that makes it a no brainer. So what are you going to do with all your cash back? First, head on over to get started by downloading the free Upside app in the App Store and use our promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, that's promo code LOCKED, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of 10 bucks or more with Upside. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
It's Locked On Texas Tech, your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Before we are done on this episode, Big 12 Power Rankings coming at you, which will include a review of our picks uh, from last week. It was a wild and woolly weekend in the Big 12 Conference, and we also threw in Aggies and Razorbacks as well. But Chris and I's heads are above water. How do we pull it off? We'll get to some of that and Big 12 Power Rankings coming up in just a moment. But first, wanted to get to some thoughts from uh, Tech Head Coach Joey McGuire because speaking on a couple of things that I think really uh, stood out as significant parts of what got Texas Tech to that overtime win over the Longhorns on Saturday. And, you know, I always want to go back immediately to the trenches. We'll get to those defensive trenches coming up in a bit, but I want to start offensively with Coach McGuire touching on, Chris, the return of Weston Wright and what that meant overall for the Red Raider offensive effort. He got just played a lot of reps, so he he definitely is uh, one of the leaders. Um, you know, he and Caleb, I think he and Caleb work well together, so it helps. Um, and then you allow uh, Jacoby, you know, to play a little bit more right guard and, and spell landing. Um, we're getting better. You know, I think a lot of times whenever – uh, we don't have we we don't have this philosophy at all. Our philosophy is we're going to just keep building and get better, you know, every single day and every single week. I think a lot of times whenever people come in and they're like, "Well, this is what we are. This is who we are." We don't believe in it that way. We believe that, and you know, we keep pressing these guys, and they keep believing. And and the more reps they get, I mean, you're talking about. I think somebody said the other day when we played. Uh, North Carolina State, they had one guy that had more rep, more starts than anybody. My offensive line combined and one guy. So I think you're going to see that they're just going to keep um, getting better. And I think they're getting closer and closer to Hamby's tough guy mentality, you know, of uh, I think position groups really take on their position coach. And he's definitely a tough guy. And I think we're going to keep getting tougher and tougher. And that's, that's always good when your O-line – is doing that. That was uh, John Harris and I that were talking to uh, Coach McGuire about uh, uh, all of those guys for NC State having all these starts compared to you know just the your your main guy on on the offensive line. Wild. So it just goes to show you how young you are, really, just on that side of the ball in general. But uh, you know, and, and, and Joey touches on something there about because I think I just so I'm clear here, I'm not real sure how good you are yet. I'm just talking about Texas Tech in general. I, I I think you're scratching and clawing and squeezing water out of a rock in in, in many ways <laughs> with what you're doing. Because there's not a lot of NFL guys on your on the offensive side. There's just not. I don't know who it would be if if there is one. And it's kind of been a different guy and all those things. And I, I think you're really you're, you're you're grinding on that side and and really trying to scheme and execute and avoid mistakes and all these different things. But I, I will say that the offensive line, it has gotten better over the last couple of weeks. And all you can ask for, really, your whole team in general, is just a steady improvement and to be much better November 1st than you were on October the 1st and and, and so on. And I do think we're starting to see a little bit of that. But Weston Wright may be one of the most valuable players on your entire team just because of how experienced he is on us on the side of the ball where there is just not a whole lot to you know of experience at all and you know and and then on the other side of that that guard spot I mean Landon Peterson he he's battling through a a back issue I mean they were he came out of that game on Saturday versus Texas and they're working on him and Jacoby Jackson went in and Jacoby Jackson did not play well at all versus NC State and they would be the first one to uh, to tell you that, but he's just having to grow up really, really quick. Uh, but uh, just Western Wright makes everything on that side of the ball better just because of the continuity and his experience. But hopefully he, and I even think Joey even mentioned too, that Dennis Wilburn had, uh, had gotten kind of dinged up in that game, played through it, but that's just kind of what you're dealing with there, uh, you know, up, up front. So hopefully uh, Weston will stay upright and healthy and those anchor ankles are, are good to go and, and all that. Cause you, you desperately need it. Cause there's just not a, there's not a same as uh, of, of him on that side of the ball at all. I mean, you've got bodies, but just not anybody like him that's been through it all. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. Hard to replace that kind of experience. And before we leave the offensive side of the football, uh, another guy who has seen plenty of snaps in the big 12 
uh, and had a hugely productive day. We touched on yesterday the fact that you pointed to him last week when we were talking about maybe who could be a, an offensive uh, fantasy selection if you were looking for a Red Raider. Miles Price was the name you mentioned, and Miles Price was also a guy that Coach McGuire touched on as being vital to the Tech offensive effort via getting involved early in the game. Waking up that morning and being around him, you could – I would have been shocked if he didn't have a great game. You know, he was really locked in. Um, he He's one of those guys that – and he's a fierce competitor. He's a tough guy. And um, I think he brings a little extra energy to our team offensively when we get him going early. Um, and so, you know, he's – he and Rabbit never shut up. Um, they're, they're constantly uh, talking and – and getting excited and getting fired up, and that's a good thing, man. You know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to change them one bit. And so, I think it helps him because he definitely people feed off of him and his confidence. And so, uh, it's good to get him going early. Um, and you know, we'll try to do it again on Saturday. Yeah, he, uh, Miles. My, my, you know, we we kind of we we touched on this late last week man we thought miles would was due for a good game and i think they continue to feed him and manufacture touches and he he's a tough one man but he's such a matchup problem because you can you know and, and at some point they're gonna start handing it to him a little bit i i, I even think Ooh. there's things where him lined up in the backfield okay. um you know just kind of trying to get him the ball and it, it's funny i don't know yep. really a way to compare him to anybody because I don't know. He's not really as good yet as Kiki Kuti. He's not – I don't know. He's not Cam Batson yet. I mean, but you're starting to see there's some of those possibilities there uh, with just him being a football player. And um, he's kind of – he's just a, a bit of – I guess was a bit of a safety valve because, I mean, they threw it to him or targeted him 17 times. He only caught 13 passes. You mentioned fantasy football, so if you're in a, one of those PPR leagues where you get a point every time somebody catches it, I mean, that, that's 13 points without him even doing anything, and he almost had 100 yards uh, receiving. So, he, yeah, he, he was he was a difference maker uh, versus Texas for sure, and I think you'll see them try to get him involved early on in games uh, going forward. But, again, the opposition's going to know this too. But, yeah, I'm a big fan of that kid. And he said it after the game. Casey's like, man – you know, if you put me in a cage with a lion, I'm trying to take that lion's head off. You know, I mean, that, that's just how he thinks. He always thinks I'm the I'm the biggest guy around because I've always been arguably the smallest guy on the field. No matter how when it, what level of football, I've always been almost either the the smallest or the second smallest guy on the field. That's the way you have to operate. You have, you have to act like you're the you're the biggest guy out there. Yeah, he he can be a an all purpose guy as far as just yards from scrimmage, making a big pack uh, impact in, in the special teams game as well, and. Uh, man, really tough because I think of those 98 yards, like 56, 54, something like that, were coming after the catch. So he was grinding it out all day and uh, was glad to have him uh, in the mix to that degree. But, uh, man, wouldn't hurt for a dam to open up and maybe it come a little bit easier for him next time around. You know, one of those like six catch, 135, two touchdown kind of days <laughs> because he was having to earn it all. Uh, against the Longhorns. But, yeah, and Coach McGuire alludes to the energy. When you can get a guy like that going early on, I mean, what a boost it is for for all those teammates and really everybody and hope to see that happen again. And before we step away from Coach McGuire, let's flip to the other side of the football really quickly because I really liked what we heard uh, from Coach McGuire regarding some of the progress he's seen up front along that defensive line, Chris. And this also includes a, a mention – of a guy that, that you told us to keep an eye on just a few weeks ago in Miles Cole, uh, continuing to turn some heads apparently as well, uh, again, at least according to head coach Joey McGuire. I think we're using our hands a lot better. Uh, I, I really, you know, I felt it going into the week or going through practice. Miles Cole is doing a great job. I mean, one of his his uh, gifts is his arm length. And, um, you know, I could see him, he's getting just better and better with his hands and being physical and extending guys. I mean, he did that on Saturday. But I think we're getting so much better with our hands. I think we're understanding where each other fit. Um, you know, the more you play in this defense and the more you um, practice and the more, you know, you watch film together, um, you understand and you can play off of each other. I think the biggest thing, like, you know, um, I forgot. I don't know if it was against Houston. You know, uh, Tony comes over and I said, "Tony, man, you know, you you are, you're you're holding your gap. 
but then you're not making a play because you won't snatch off. You got to use your hands. And on that fourth down uh, on Saturday, he extended, he snatched off, and he made a play that we got to stop. And so these guys, are, they're they're getting so much better with their hands. You know, we talk about it all the time. I mean, there's, I mean, we had a staff meeting this morning talking about grip strength, and uh, you know, us continue because there's nothing in football. <laughs> No position in football that it doesn't help um, improving your grip strength. And so um, I, I see that the biggest thing is our fits and uh, us being violent with our hands. Listen up, kids. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I, I can confirm that Philip Bleedy's, uh, he, he, he almost broke my hand shaking his hand about two weeks ago. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he certainly he certainly uh, fits in. Yeah, I mean, uh, Miles Cole, though, he, he's going to be a guy because he, he's a carbon copy of like measurables-wise of Tyree Wilson, which is mm. an unbelievable compliment because the, I mean, he's just <laughs> an, enormous, an enormous human being. But he's really raw compared to what – I think that, you know, they're asking him to do a lot and play some uh, interior and, and and on the edge as well. And, you know, he came from, uh, you know, we, we transferred here. He just hadn't played a lot of big-time football yet. But you you can get him back next year as well. And so if, he, if he's going to continue to improve, it certainly makes you feel better for next season. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm anxious to see kind of what Miles Cole, Miles Cole can like kind of look like, you know, a month from now if he'll if he'll continue to improve. Uh, but uh, yeah, grip strength, man. You ever have one of those like, you know, I'm trying to think of like one of those. Yeah, like, hand, yeah. I mean, from the seventies. Yeah, almost. I used to have one, you know, when I first was when I turned sixteen. I had one in my car. I don't know why, and nobody was ever talking about. Because that's what dudes like, do, man. Yeah, it's like a stress relief. There's nothing but, new yeah. under the sun, man. And if <laughs> yeah, you're not driving around like in any decade as a teenager, just working on that grip strength uh, with the spring and the two uh, little yes. handles and the yeah, man. squeezing them together. Yeah, or like the little uh, egg shaped like foam thing yeah. that you just try to. Yeah, no doubt. That's what dudes do. I love do you even grip strength, bro? Yeah. Uh, I can tell by that handshake. Maybe you weren't riding around with one of those grip strength <laughs> trainers. And I know we're all asking ourselves the question. You mentioned Philip Bleedy, but Coach McGuire also went on uh, to tell us, like, how's it looking? Grip strength power rankings. Irie Wilson, uh, J-Bug, Tony's coming on. Um, but those guys, man, when they grab a hold of you, they usually get you down. Uh, Coach K, Krishan, he's got some serious. I mean, uh, you you could see it one the way he's running the football, but how he usually gets the ball down. You know, on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, JJ Sparkman, I mean, he's got good hands, but I think because his hands are becoming stronger, that he's catching balls and uh, and really going up and getting the ball. And the QBs usually do because they've got a you know, do such a good job with the ball in their hand. And so, you know, um, I think those are the main guys. And we just got to keep getting better. And anytime you get better with your hands in football at every position, you're going to have more success. Message. Yeah, no doubt. The the, <laughs> the the hardest, one of the hardest grip drills I've ever had to do was like, uh, it's like you you roll up this long rope with like this, wheelie looking thing and like yeah. you, you, i mean it takes forever to to grind this rope up or this chain or whatever it is and it's like i mean it's just little by little by little and you're just like your forearms and i mean they're just burning oh, but yeah. uh, it sounds like there may be some uh, grip strength drills going on uh over there these days but uh yeah i never thought about it like that but it's true i mean it's what he said it's like anything involved in football you need strong hands and be able to grip whether you're catching it or blocking or trying to get a block off of you the whole thing Life in general, your uh, you know, courting Coach McGuire's daughter. I think he's going to test that grip strength. So just a heads up on that front. And I'm just wondering if, like, every day when they walk in the football training facility, is it just a handshake test to see, like, all right, who's been skipping their grip you can strength? Come, yeah, you you you're allowed to come in today, or no? You you we're kicking your ass out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. that. I don't know. Uh, well, Coach McGuire would be proud to hear that I was working on some grip strength and really some pretty impressive grip strength on display. Uh, I mean, yeah, Philip Bleedy, uh, the Prince of Portales, guys like Tyree Wilson going to the NFL. Sure, grip strength, I'm sure is great. But were they uh, driving a scooter? 
holding a Lone Star tall boy and a slightly statured woman at the same time. No, I did not see them doing that on game day, but you would have seen me doing that if you were paying any attention. So, Of course we would have. Yeah, Various ways to skin a a grip-strength cat there, Chris. There's all kinds of ways to get the work in, but just make sure that you're getting the work in. That's just good general uh, growing up to be a man advice. Show this segment to your sons. I've never said that about a segment I participated in on any broadcast medium. So go ahead and note that time. All right. That's what dudes do. (laughs) Hashtag that's what dudes do. Uh, We're stepping on the other side into the time machine because we need to look back at what we thought was going to go down in the Big 12 and beyond over the weekend. And, of course, we will reconcile that with what actually went down. And, yeah, grip strength impressive. Maybe help you in a football game. But does it help you? with Locked On Texas Tech Big 12 power rankings. I'm not so sure. think maybe it's more of a core strength, country strong kind of endeavor. We'll get to both coming up ahead on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, friends and neighbors, it's your friends and neighbors, Red Raider family members at Jay's Salsa that are standing by to make your tailgate complete it's the tech fans tailgate staple chris that red and black jar just beaming on that grocery store aisle in over 90 stores in texas and new mexico new mexico including heb right here in the lbk and uh chris i I was glad to hear a personal testimony from somebody in my life uh who apparently asked the wife Let's get in the Jay Salsa game. Let's go ahead and let's, let's get a case or whatever we need uh, to the house because we want to support Red Raiders, and it sounds like a great product. Little did they know, and I'm not sure if the wife ever told them, but told me she's already been buying it for quite some time. <laughs> I think she's going to let him think he came up with a good idea, which is really just a nice move, but she has already been a thinking woman, Chris. Had the family stocked with Jay Salsa. So glad to see it out there. And yeah, if if your husband, if your wife, child, whatever's coming to you and, and you're thinking, yeah, they think they got a good, just play into it, make them feel good. Because I know many of you, it ain't news to you that Jay Salsa is already on the scene and a must have, right? This is a, a 20 year in the making Red Raider family recipe, Chris. Yeah, and, and I would say any locked on Texas Tech ladies out there, man, help us guys, make us feel smart. We need all the help we can get most of the time. So that that that's that's a solid move right there. That's a solid move. No, but I do hear, I do hear, since this podcast has kind of been rolling and we we've been doing uh, talking about Jay Sauce a little bit. Tennessee, Massachusetts, Georgia, Colorado, and then several different places in Texas is where this stuff has been shipped to. So keep doing it, man. Keep uh, keep buying it up. That red and black jar, it's a Red Raider product, man. We're trying to get you, you know, tailgate. I mean, hot sauce is good anytime, but especially, man, football season. You get the holidays around the corner, man. You got you got people over, chips and salsa, man. Nothing better, but uh, keep buying Salsa. jsalsa.com. Yeah, there you go. And I got to say at the tailgate. Oh, JaySalsaCompany.com, uh, I should say. Oops. There you actually go. Yeah. Uh, and I got to say at the tailgate <laughs> that I was at, Chris, uh, there were Longhorns among us Red Raiders because, you know, just out of the good Christian charity of a Tech fan's heart, like we all possess, except for that agent saboteur dressed in Tech clothes. Wonder where he came from. Surely not a Red Raider. Uh, we welcome the opposing fan into a tailgate. Maybe have a little salsa with your chip if you like. But what you want, what's important, Chris, is to see that red and black jar. So even these Longhorns understand because, come on, you know, can't be real complicated. But even this just stands out red and black. They understand, wow, Red Raider made right here. So it's important to delineate, like, the rooting lines, the rooting interests, even with your salsa. Like, don't think there's any step too far when it comes to, to your Red Raider pride. So go with that red and black jar, as Chris mentioned. In over 90 stores in Texas and New Mexico or at jsalsacompany.com, they'll ship anywhere in the U.S. Again, United Supermarkets, Albertson Supermarkets, most market streets, and at HEB right here in the LBK or at jsalsacompany.com. Get it on, locked on, Texas Tech, L-O- Double T, 
with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Thanks for making us a part of your day on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. We are on the other side of 1500 there on YouTube. So appreciate you for helping us cruise right on by. And we are on the push to the number 2000. <laughs> Can't wait to be there, man. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, Ric Flair was in the house the other day, and I think his theme music right. was like Space Odyssey. Was it 2000 Space Odyssey or something like that? So Yeah, I think that's right. Synergy, man. Some synergy there. Uh, yeah. Top two all-time pieces of entrance music, and it's just because they're first class. Uh, it's like what the North Carolina State coach would come out to, I think, if he had entrance music because he seems like a super classy guy. Hey, when somebody kicks your ass and they're real nice to you, that's the worst. It's even worse than them being a jerk. Yes. Good grief, but that's a whole no, other story. No question. I don't even know what is one or two. I'm more of a, a Macho Man fan, so I'm going one. But it's Randy Savage and Ric Flair. It's Pomp and Circumstance and then the Space Odyssey theme, right? Two classics. Yeah, and, and then you and then you wonder if uh, Macho Man ruined it all by uh, hooking up with Slim Jim. Or maybe that puts him at number one without a doubt. You know, I mean, Catapulted maybe that, him, you, 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 yeah. you snap into a Slim Jim, it's like, okay, now you're clearly number one. But Yeah, I yeah, think you that's hear, the way to go, Chris. <laughs> you, you hear those themes, and uh, there's no doubt who's walking the <laughs> walk. Yeah, man. <laughs> Just sequin first robes. class, Mach. That's right, that's right. First class sequin yeah. robes for everybody in the crowd. Uh, and if we had a winner, as far as our locked on Texas Tech, all knowing, all supreme, pick them, uh, we'd give somebody a sequin robe. That's actually what we agreed to. But I'll be damned if Chris and I weren't just neck and neck uh, after week one out of the gates, both at three and two, as we threw out five games last week against the spread, what we thought was going to be going down. And we actually arrived here, Chris, uh, via different paths, but got three wrong got two right is it related to iowa state baylor cyclones a slight favorite ponies and horn frogs the horn frogs a slight favorite i took the frogs you took the ponies we split that one ku and duke we both took kansas as a touchdown favorite on their home field we're both kind of wrong because we talked about kansas running away with it <laughs> they didn't exactly do it and it doesn't matter they're going down as wins for both of us uh you took Oklahoma, I'm sorry, Kansas State to cover 12 and a half against Oklahoma. I took the Sooners minus 12 and a half. You picked up a win there. And then AM and Arkansas, which featured a field goal off the top of the upright. I've never seen that before. Unbelievable. <laughs> never seen that before. We both took the Hogs plus two and a half. So they didn't get it done on the scoreboard, but got it done for us. So we both wind up at three and two there. And man, that was everything you want in some really adventurous football, wasn't it? I mean, some results, underdogs, road teams, et cetera, really shining out. Yeah, I uh, I, I was really, I mean, because Kansas State, the, the outright win, I wasn't, I wouldn't have necessarily guessed that. I thought they were just going to keep it close within 12 and a half, and I was really worried about the, the hook. I kind of wanted 13 points because I kind of thought maybe you'd see like a similar score to what you saw. Uh, with Texas Tech and NC State, and then you you know if, if if Texas, I mean if Kansas State would have been on the the lower end of that, you know you think okay you lose because of that that, that the hook right there at twelve and a half instead of thirteen. But uh, yeah, TCU clearly played well from the get go. They were up in that game and never really trailed or were threatened. And uh, that uh, that Baylor Iowa State game was certainly interesting. A lot of controversial calls in that one that don't go the way of the home team and the Cyclones, but uh, a couple hey, interceptions. Chris. Do you remember the Paul Rhodes gif with the guitar when he's going insane? <laughs> Former Iowa State head coach. Do you remember that? I don't know if I do. Actually. He's going insane. He's patting the ground. He's winding his arms, going nuts over something. At some point, somebody animates an electric guitar into his hands, and it looks like he's just shredding it. And I go hard G on gif. Just come at me, I guess. Talk to the attorney or something if you got a problem with it. Uh, but I think... I think we may have gotten a new electric guitar Iowa State head coach sideline gift because Matt man. Campbell went well beyond what Paul Rhodes did that day. I think he was hot, my man. And that and that is, is I tell you what else is that that bill of that hat is like curved up real tight. I mean, yeah, he he can get after the officials. Yeah, he can get after the officials now. I mean, I've seen that firsthand. Wow. I mean, he can get. But, yeah, I think they may have gotten hosed a little bit there at home. But you know what? Such uh, is life, I guess. Yeah. Feeling sorry for you. So it's now, hard to make sense of this league, though, man. It, it really oh, – yeah. it, it. I mean, 
parity is just rampant right now in the Big 12. And I think what we may be starting to see with some of these results and, you know, until we kind of maybe get into it, but I, I just don't know if you have a playoff team in, in this in this bunch, man. Mm, interesting. Really good teams, but I just don't know if anybody's going to be consistent enough to, you know, try to almost win them all, which they may have to do. Uh, but it, this league is, in some ways, it's a mess or it's a lot of fun. But, you know, and, and and this weekend, I can't wait to pick it this weekend's games because it could be um, a big-time struggle. The point spreads for this upcoming weekend's games are all about a touchdown or less, and they're all yeah. league games. we got five of them. Uh, yeah, and, of course, we know how the national media works. Uh, whenever you've got the uh, weaponized arm of ESPN at your disposal, Texas and Oklahoma aren't winning the Big 12. Well, the Big 12 stinks. They don't deserve a playoff team. Then that must be the case, right? Uh, or if you're in the SEC and you walk a path like what Tech has walked so far, top 10, top 15 strength of schedule, I think, in the country, and you got two top 25 wins, would probably be like in the playoff picture right now if Tech was an SEC team with that type of resume. But that's for a later complaint, so I don't want to get too far off the tracks because we've now had these truths revealed to us with another week gone by in the Big 12 and beyond. So we're looking back to the conference. We're really focusing in on our grip strength, getting the hamster turning on the wheel, plug in the heat lamp. We're powered. Does anybody know what this is? This is I am the key master. very powerful and kind of takes hold of you. If you're on loop 289 listening to this, you're probably speeding by now. Just tell the officer locked on Texas Tech made you do it. Blame me. Uh, I don't know, Chris, if the picture has gotten any clearer, but we have shuffled the cards a little bit compared to where we were. Just about a week ago, I just um, threw the deck on the floor. Yeah, you know, you know, when you go over to your buddy's house, he's like, "Hey, man, you ever played fifty-two card pickup?" And they just squirt the cards all at you, and they just go <laughs> everywhere. That, that's basically what this league power ranking looks like. I have no idea. Like palms up, man. I, I mean, I, I got, I got no idea really. We kind of lost our bookends, even I think, because uh, I agree. I cold. I mean, <laughs> you, you know who I have dead last. And I, because I told you when I, whenever I have this exercise presented to me, yeah, it's like you got to go top and bottom, and then you kind of, then it's it's harder to fill in the middle. But usually, th there's pretty clear cut, you know, and there, there's no clear cut on either on either side of the book or either cover of the book, whatever you want to go there, paperback, hardcover, whatever. I, I I think it may be backwards though. I think you could make an argument. Okay, you could oh. make an argument. Kansas is tops. And Texas is last. Oh, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> rap horns in your ear hole, my man. I was about to say I don't know who you're gonna say is last, but I bet it's different than who I am going to say is last. But might as well roll it out. It's the Busters, your favorite lily-livered candy asses from our state's capital, <laughs> the University of Texas, number ten of ten. On my Big Twelve power rankings. Well, Sorry, I couldn't keep it in anymore. I just had to get to it. Their their best game is a home <laughs> loss. The best game they've played is a home loss, and they're one in seven in their last eight Big Twelve games. Now, some of that is back to last year, but I think all of a sudden you have seen Steve Sarkeesian end up. I mean, I think that seat's warming up, man. We talked about those betting odds last yep. week, and he's his name is listed, and probably even more so. Now, where he's got there, there's better odds on him getting fired than there were prior to the the Red Raiders uh, doing damage against the Longhorns. And yeah. I mean, I, I'm telling you, that game in Austin on Saturday, West Virginia, if they if they make that a really close game or win it, I mean, it, it's gonna be it's gonna <laughs> be really loud coming out of Austin. And because you know who they have after that, it's the Sooners. Mm. I mean, so. Steve Sarkeesian goes 0-2 in the next two weeks. You know, I mean, not even Arch Manning may be able to save him. I don't know. That's the one 
that's the one uh, thing he's got in his back pocket is like, man, I got Arch Manning committed. Like, you fire me. I mean, and and that two hundred eighty thousand dollars we spent that weekend, it's all gone, man. He, yeah. He's out. Oh he's yeah, out. I'm sure they're worried about that. Like we were worried about Chris Walker <laughs> and Keith Frazier, right? <laughs> wow, that was a big time blast from the past. No, all hang right. on to it. Yeah, keep keep Sark for Arch. That that'll be a great great deal to set yourself up with, yeah. uh, Longhorns fans. And if you have to move to another guy, I'm sure it, it'll be the right one this time. You're you're bound to figure it out eventually. Uh, Chris, roll me through a top five, man. Let's start there because that's really where I'm interested. And I was having to, to kind of twist myself around and not arguing with my own brain about who was top five in the league. Yeah, I, I, I think, okay, in, in, in some order, and I, I do have them in, in, in an order, but it, it's like you can, it's hard to, it's so much jumbled up. You, you can make an argument to, for, for, for the way that that order is listed. But to me, it's both schools in Kansas. It's Baylor, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma State in whatever order you want to put them in. I, I do you you could probably make an argument against TCU. I just I, I think they beat a pretty decent uh SMU team at their place, rivalry game and all that stuff. They get some credit there, but they, their other win is against, you know, a, a really bad Colorado team, but they don't have a conference game yet, you know, and some of these other teams do. And I happen to think based on what I've seen, Oklahoma State's a bit better than TCU. So I I, I give you a little more credit there. And again, it's not TCU's fault. They were had a bye week and they haven't played the conference game, but this is a snapshot. True. Uh, I, I think I think Kansas State's the trickiest one because I think I had them near the bottom last week because they <laughs> and they still, and this is why I don't put them number one. They have the worst loss of anybody in the Big 12, a home loss versus Tulane. Okay. But then you followed up with what may be the best win of anybody in the league, a win in Norman, Oklahoma. Yep. I mean, in the way that they did it, they looked super impressive. Looked decent so, doing it, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Adrian yeah. Martinez went from just kind of a jag to like a Heisman candidate looking the way the way he played or performance. Oh, yeah. I should Styling say. and profiling. Yes. I mean, threw for 230 and then ran for over 100. And he, I mean, he was just, he was the difference, honestly. But it's to me, it's Kansas is the top. I mean, I, I think that as weird as that is, I think they probably get a little extra credit because they've been so bad. And so you're, 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 you know, but I can't justify anybody else being a clear cut number one and they're mm. undefeated. And I think Duke's a pretty good team and they're also one and oh in the Big 12, uh, you know, after going, gone to going to West Virginia and, and winning Morgantown. But I think Baylor pulled off a, a pretty good win at Iowa State. I think you give them some credit for winning the league last year and they, they look pretty good and shaping starting to play pretty good. And, uh, and then the Red Raiders are kind of hard to because I really don't know how good you are. I, I'm being as I just don't know how good you are. However, you've beaten two top 25 teams and and your only loss is against the now a top 10 NC State team at their place. Right. That, that's not nothing. I mean, and you kept that one very competitive. So that that's pretty impressive as far as what you're looking at right now. Now. You, you go lay an egg in Manhattan or, or go lay an egg in Stillwater and we, we can adjust it. But right now I think you're a top five big 12 team, but um, it's, it's parody is just all over the place. It's going to make for a wild uh, fall uh, in, in big 12 country for sure. I have a hard time sticking to the snapshot rule. And that's why I was a little higher on K state last time around because I'm right. So cognizant of the, their ability to get better as the season goes on. Uh, either way, you gave me the exact same top five that I have as the top five, and maybe my order is going to be different, however. Some of this, I feel like I have no choice, to be honest with you, though. I've got Baylor as the number one team in the league right now because I feel like their loss to BYU on the road, I'm giving them some slack, and I know what Oregon did to BYU following that, but what do you, what do you want me to say? Gordon Bombay was propelling the Ducks to new heights, I guess, that day, and they were certainly flying together. And then you get a road win against... Iowa State in the year that they beat Iowa, I mean, I'm impressed by it. Again, I kind of feel like I have no other choice, however. Number two on my list, did my gulp come through audibly on the microphone? Because I'm double-checking this, wiping my glasses twice. Oh, yeah, I'm not wearing glasses. What's in my cup? (laughs) The Texas Tech Red Raiders have two top 25 wins and a road loss to a top 10 team, Chris. I have no choice. I have Kansas number three on the list. Great. What do you got? Uh, two road wins, West Virginia and Houston and, and Duke at home by eight. I want to give you credit, but 
you're still Kansas. Uh, Kansas State <laughs> and Oklahoma State are four and five on my list. Kansas State with the road win at Oklahoma. But yeah, Tulane, you've already spoken on that. And I, I only agree with what you're saying there. Oklahoma State, rough against Central Michigan after you looked good and then you decided to go ahead and stop playing the game and then you smoked Arizona State on the road. I don't know what to do with you. Six, seven, eight, Texas Christian, Iowa State, West Virginia. And just to make it clear, that means the Oklahoma Sooners are number nine. Why? Because suck it two times. That's why. Get the hell out! <laughs> and as I already said, Texas is number 10. Those are my full 10-team power rankings, Chris. <laughs> I had to get the nine and 10. I had to get the nine and 10. Well, in Oklahoma, they, they win their first three games because they don't – I mean, if you just look at what they've done, really the only thing that they've, they've accomplished is when – their first three games by 30 or more, but their big win is in Lincoln. And right. that's, I, I just, that that's a, that's a mess of a Huskers program. So totally. it's really, whatever to me, these are about, okay, what have you done? And something you can't control your schedule and you just have to go along with how it presents itself. But uh, I just, uh, you know, Oklahoma, I think, cause I think people were ready to like really buy into Oklahoma and they had, they've lost to Kansas state, I think three out of the last four matchups. So it's just so. the, it, it's just one of those games. They just like, it's a, it's just a mess. And it's just, a, I don't know if it's a matchup or what it is, but um, that was, that was a Brent Venables coming out party, you know, just <laughs> ready, ready to go. And it just didn't happen. I mean, he, if you, if you watched his post game press conference, I mean, he, he was like, we weren't prepared. We were out coached. We blew this assignment. We screwed this up. I mean, he he was just he had a long list. And I'm watching the game, and he just kept pulling his pen out and writing in a notebook. And I'm like, right. these are all the things that he said in the post game press conference, but none of it was good. I mean, so uh, anyway, I, I don't know what. But what's fascinating is Oklahoma TCU this weekend. Yeah, Baylor and Oklahoma State this weekend. Tech and Kansas State this weekend. We're going to start to get a lot more clarity really, really quickly. Yeah, can't wait. And thanks a lot from the rest of us in the Big 12 to Kansas State for baptizing Oklahoma this early, where now I'm sure they'll, they'll be getting right in a pretty <laughs> yeah. short order. Well, good news is you don't see it at the very end. So, yeah, oh, yeah, they'll be in tip top yeah, shape by then. Yeah. <laughs> after Thanksgiving, that's the next time we'll, you, know, you don't have to worry about them until after Thanksgiving. We will uh, begin to set our sights uh, more intently on the Purple Wildcats at K State. We'll get back to some thoughts from not only head coach Joey McGuire, but the coordinators as well. Coming up tomorrow as we roll on on Locked On Texas Tech and do comment with your Big 12 power rankings. Remember, rank with your legs, not with your back if you're doing so there. In the YouTube comments, subscribe if you haven't already there on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. And after Locked On Texas Tech every day, make Locked On Big 12 your second listen with Josh Neighbors right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Chris, we'll get back around for the next one on the other side, man. Enjoyed it, and we'll see you then. Keep hope alive, people. There you go. He's Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. You're you and you're terrific for being here for whatever reason, mad or glad. Thanks for stopping by, Longhorn fan, on Locked On Texas Tech.